Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Two Homeschool Moms. I'm Nikki. And I'm Ashley. If you're looking for real, raw, and relatable moms who talk all things homeschool and mom life, you're in the right place. All right, so we are back with um, a pretty good topic today, I feel like. Uh, We're going to talk to you all about the mistakes we have made in our homeschool, especially, you know, mistakes we made in the beginning when we first started homeschooling and things we thought we had to do that, you know, there's so much we can unpack here. Yeah. So many mistakes. Lessons learned. (laughs) So, so many mistakes. I'll start out with, I literally overbought everything I could possibly think of in the beginning Mm -hmm. because I was trying to recreate the classroom. Oh my God. I specifically put that on my list because I'm like, she's going to say overbuying curriculum and I'm going to say overbuying like stuff. So I, of course you said that because we're like freaking (laughs) there. (laughs) We are the same. We are one and the same. Um, I still even have some of it like displayed on the wall that I just haven't even taken down. But just like stupid things. Like I had like a freaking, oh, I did take that one down. I had like a kindness chart, sticker chart. I had like all the teacher things, all the manipulatives, all Mm -hmm. of the like books that some of them were never even opened or touched. I mean, so many things where I thought would be utilized. I bought a huge whiteboard and like it's considered right now I'm looking right at it it says it's our science wall and yet <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure in a couple episodes past like I admitted we have not done a thing of science mm-hmm. this year so it still says science wall because that's how often we use it yeah. Um, we have those like you know individual like what are they called? Like whiteboards where they're in like those plastic sleeves. Um, Here, I don't I don't know what they're called. Like where you put the documents inside them? Or... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we have yeah. these, I have like 10 of these like plastic sleeves where you like slide You insert the in, document, yeah. And they can just like write with a white, what do you call those markers? I cannot think of Dry today. erase. Dry erase, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that like takes, like she doesn't ever want to get out of her chair when we're doing school. So if mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, go up to the board and write out these math problems or like, you know, whatever like she'd be like what hand me the little dry erase packet (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, occasionally I'll write like our vocabulary and stuff but like I don't know there's just so much that I bought that I'm just like wow that was a mistake yeah I was more concerned okay so let I wanted to be a teacher as a kid yeah like same okay my my (laughs) childhood bedroom was decorated as a schoolroom. Like I had the bulletin oh board and like You're all the things. Lying right now. I'm. I swear to God, my parents took me to like whatever the teacher store we yes. used to have here. Yes, and like I and I didn't. I have my. I'm ten years away from my brother. Like we're ten years apart, so I didn't have any siblings. And I would play school with my stuffed animals. I would make my parents take like a paper. I would ask my teacher for extra copies of yes. assignments, <laughs> and then my. Parents would make copies of them at their job and bring them home and I would pass them out and grade them. So I was obsessed. So I just had to preface that. So Oh my gosh. Wait. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Because I did not know this about you, but mm-hmm. I legit was the same way. I had t-shirts. I would take stuff out of the garbage cans that yes. like teachers would throw away. Yes. And then my grandma would take me to the teacher stores and she would buy me like lesson planners or like yep. curriculum that had like the answers. I would like fake make up like all these tests to like grade and sit there and grade these stupid 
papers and I had a chalkboard. And so I would like write out all these things and mimic everything my teachers did in school because I had, I had to be a teacher. Yeah. Um, and then I realized like, I mean, I probably played school till I was like 13. Yeah. Same. (laughs) Same. And then when it came time to me, like going to college and like doing it, I chickened out and didn't pursue it. And then when I like first dabbled into homeschool and like the thought of homeschool, I was like, oh, I have to get all the things. It was more for like my enjoyment than it was for like her. So that, that's where I was going was you have to understand my dreams were coming true. Even th- yes. when I when I d- did our for school room and my parents came to see it, they're like, Ashley, this was not for your children. This was a <laughs> thousand percent for you. And I was like, yeah, it was. Yes. And so the reason like, so when I started homeschooling her, I realized literally within a month of us starting homeschool, I was like, there's no way I could be a teacher. Like my child sits down, she's patient, she listens, and she gets the school stuff done. I cannot imagine handling kids who didn't want to listen or who I had to like, you know, reprimand or like, you know, um, talk to their parents because they're failing or they're, I could not, I'm just like, I could do it. I like teaching my kid, but I don't think I would be a good teacher in a public school. Yeah. I see. I went to school for it and I got all the way to student teaching. I wanted to be an older, like an older grade teacher, like a middle or high school teacher. Um, But you know how short I am. And so uh, (laughs) the students tower over me. Most of the students are bigger than me. And it just, I was like, you know, this probably isn't going to be great. And you're like, what, 5'2"? I'm 4'11". But thank you oh, very kidding. much. You, you must have had like some nice. Okay, no, All of the actually, shoes like... I wear are platform type. <laughs> that was really like a worry and concern is that the kids would tower over you? Yeah, especially. I mean, well, you have to think when I first went to college, I was, I graduated high school when I was 16. So I was probably maybe just turning 18 when I was doing the student teaching portion of it. And so I was around the same age as some high schoolers too. And so now I would totally feel different about it. I mean, I would obviously still be the same size. I haven't grown since then, but (laughs) it it was an overshock as well as like, you know, I'm pretty sure they handed me the pay scale and I was like, uh, no thanks. So I uh, stopped going to college for that. But anyways, yes, I back to what we're talking about. Overbought (laughs) every single teacher item you could buy. And I had all these posters. I made like a reading corner. And within three months, most of that stuff got taken down because it was no one. My kids don't look at it and be like, oh, reading is kindness. Like they don't care. (laughs) (laughs) The overbuying was we would go to like the Target like dollar spots Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and get all the teacher stuff when that was coming out then I'd go to the dollar store and get all the stuff that was in like that aisle I had like I still do I don't even know why I have it. I mean my our listeners can't see it but I have those like stupid pointer sticks to like point I like a teacher to point, to point I love those <laughs> why I needed or thought I needed this in my homeschool <laughs> I don't know Gosh, um, this is the best mistake <laughs> Um, so many mistakes. But the other thing is I like thought that because she 
even though we started in kindergarten, I used to push mm-hmm. her hard because I was, I had all this pressure under me to like make sure she learned how to read and make sure she learned how to do her numbers because I knew that was all on me now. And so mm-hmm. like I pushed her so hard in the beginning and I like truly regret that because I didn't realize like I thought she had to like keep up with everybody in public school and like Mm -hmm. match like you know what they were doing and what their expectations were doing now I live in a state where we don't have testing we have pretty much like no requirements so Mm -hmm. I wasn't really worried from that standpoint I was more just like I don't want her to fall behind I want her to make sure she's learning what they're learning, even though I knew they weren't learning as much because they were literally in virtual school. So it was just one of those um, weird things where like the pressure just got to me and I, I, I needed to make sure that I did those things. So I have the opposite of that because my kids came out of public school. So I almost had the pressure, are they going to fall behind now because I took them out? Like, am I going to make them degress or go backwards? And my kids were taking tests. So in our state, even kindergartners take tests. And so I had all those testing records. And so, yeah, I was I was under that same stress. Like, are am I doing enough? And then you get those family members that start quizzing <laughs> your kids on random crap, which they can't even answer. And so, yeah, it's like all these outside pressures when you decide to make that choice. And, you know, we're talking, what, four years ago now is when school shut down and we both started homeschooling. I think it's viewed differently now. Like, I know... Mm-hmm. M- Anyone I talk to now is much more accepting than it was four years right. ago. And so I think that's become easier. But that pressure, and if people, if you're still dealing with, I think, family members, I hear people that their spouse doesn't support homeschooling. That pressure is maddening. That pressure to like. It is. And like compete with what? Public schools? Oh, I don't know. I can't. No, hold on. The state I live in, we're like one of the worst states for like schools. Like our, we're just the worst. So like I laugh because I'm like, what, what do you what do you mean? Our kids are failing tests all the time. So right. of course my kids are learning more at home, but not every state is like that. There's some states that are very high in education. Yeah, I've but. noticed that too, where um, especially people like strangers and in public, whenever <laughs> we're like, we're homeschooled, I'll, like even doctors and like stuff like that, they're like, oh, good. But like when we first started, it was like, oh, she should be in school. She should Mm be um, getting the socialization and all of that and going down that rabbit rabbit hole of, Mm -hmm. you know, information to have to respond to those kinds of things. But it was just this like super negative thing. And now I feel like because there's so many that homeschool, we're not alone. We're not fighting this like invisible battle. Like Mm -hmm. it's this... It's widely accepted. And, but I feel like part of our mistake in that sense is just like putting, okay, let's, let's not even call it a mistake, but like the pressure around thinking we're not doing enough. Mm -hmm. I feel like we should always have a little bit of that because that's what's going to keep us motivated to keep doing the right things. But I think the pressure can also be insanely brutal in the beginning and that is the part of it that's like that was a big mistake because my pressure came out as like not demands but just like this overachieving attitude because Mm -hmm. I needed to do all the things and make sure we spent as much time as we possibly could in kindergarten you know oh my gosh yeah yeah think about it like kindergarten they say you're supposed to homeschool for what like 30 minutes yeah yeah at most and I was pushing like an hour yeah well 
the very beginning. I think about it. Where, if you think about public school, our kindergartners go for the same full day, eight hours. So yeah. that's an easy thing to do or mistake too, because if you're trying to mirror what you're comparing them to, then yeah, you probably were even thinking that one hour wasn't enough because of what you're comparing yourself to. Types of mistakes do you think you made? Well, I have a couple like silly ones, but it really makes a huge difference. Um, Not using like our library. I Mm. bought so many books. Like, I mean, if you guys have seen my homeschool room, I have just shelves. We probably have hundreds of books. And at this point, I have multiple kids. And yes, we can reuse some of them. But once my kids read those books, we need more books. And and the older they get, the quicker they read a book. And so this year, I've been very intentional about using the library using it for our curriculum. So not buying all the extra books because once you use them, you're done. And so that has saved a ton of money and a ton of space in our homeschool room and clutter. So that's probably another thing that I would recommend is, you know, use your resources and don't buy something until you need it too. Like don't buy your whole year of books. (laughs) Yes. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't overbuy. Don't think because then what if you change your mind three months into your school and it's not working anymore? Mm -hmm. Then you just, now you have to decide, okay, can I sell this? And that was another thing that I also didn't do in the beginning. I didn't sell anything. If anything, Mm. like I donated or it's still on my shelf and like I could have gotten some money back for the tons of money that I outpoured into our homeschool if I would have just sold it Mm -hmm. on Facebook Marketplace or wherever people buy curriculum. Um, that, that, That was a big one for me too. Yeah. And that's almost too like thinking ahead, right? Okay, I'm buying this curriculum. If I make copies of it, of the student portion, then I can resell this. That's something that will save you a ton of money. And that is what I've done and buying used curriculum too. I will always try to buy used now. I rarely buy something brand new because I know, I know another homeschool mom bought it and she doesn't want to use it. And I would rather give her some of her money back because I've been there. And so that's kind of another thing too is, yeah, look for deals, support your other homeschool moms. Yeah, it depends on... I'm a little nuts when it comes to buying used things. So it has to have like little to no marks in it for me. I mean, like child marks, not like, you know, if they're highlighting in the teacher's manual, I don't care. But Mm -hmm. like, um, I don't want to have to then sit here and like erase for five days because that to me isn't worth my time. (laughs) Yeah. But that should all be in the Um, description. Like you should know what you're buying. Yeah, well, I remember I received a used copy of our Mostos curriculum, mm-hmm. and it was it had like a printing error, yeah. and so all the pages were literally stuck together, and I had to go page by page by page in this curriculum to like break the pages apart. Mm-hmm. But you knew that the lady told you that's what you were buying. Okay, correct. <laughs> but I guess I didn't understand because there was no picture of. It, yeah, the extent what that really meant. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Okay, <laughs> so I will give a because I buy stuff all the time. You have to be yeah. very clear in what yes. it says, pictures, and yeah. So it's not for the faint of heart, and it's a process. Like you'll be chatting with people, and they'll just not respond or be weird, want you to pay a weird way, and so definitely have your guards up buying you stuff. Do you think that your kids think that there were any mistakes as well? <laughs> Let me think. 
Hold on. Let me think about this. Well, did they like feel that pressure too to like um, almost because because they came from public school and into homeschool? Did they then feel the pressure to like make sure they were doing everything perfect so that they didn't go back? No, because that was never like a fear. That was never anything that we said, oh, if you don't do good, you're going back to school. That was never it. Um no, the only thing I think that they would say that I made mistakes with is switching curriculums. They in the beginning cuz we switched a lot because I was also like I would be working out of the home and then I would be home for long periods of a time and so the frustration of having to learn a new curriculum or like get into a new flow there was definitely some mistakes on my end and that is why yes I changed some stuff but like the things I know that they like like their math I will not touch it it's not even a question anymore because I do not want them to feel that frustration again so that was that's probably what they would say and and then we had issues with over socialization in the very beginning too, which is kind of ironic if you think of most people's perception of homeschool because we went from, you know, them being gone all day long to then being home. And we were like, let's join this homeschool group. Let's join this co-op. And I want to say at a point they were in like five different groups and they were gone all day the time. And so we weren't doing schoolwork. They were just like out all the time. And so it was like kind of finding that balance too, to where we do need to have some structure. You can't just be out all the time at parks. I mean, yes, that's fun, but I'm not an unschooler. That will That's not my style. I like to right. have some structure in there. And so finding that balance definitely made some mistakes, but it worked out too. So it's like, I can say it, we made mistakes, but we're fine. <laughs> we're I okay. almost wish that we did unschool in the beginning for a while, even, be, even though we didn't come from like a public school mm-hmm. setting or anything like that, but just like easing into it and learning more I mean, I feel like I binged like YouTube homeschool curriculum channels, all that stuff when I was trying to figure out if we were, if I was capable, if I could do this. Um, but what I didn't do was like that just <laughs> set me up kind of to fail in a sense because I was over the top with all of the things that I bought. And so if I would have just like waited and another thing that I didn't do that was a big mistake was I didn't focus on her learning style. Yeah. I didn't try to dive into what her learning style was or taking any quizzes or tests to figure it out. I just assumed that it was a certain way. But like I didn't pay enough attention and in the right ways even though I had a seasoned homeschooler telling me please learn like figure out her learning style. You need to figure that out and really dive into like unit studies and make it fun and more about play. Thank you very much Jane. Um, (laughs) And I did complete opposite of that and I feel like I regret that because those were the times where she could have truly had more of a fun experience and not Mm -hmm. been so like book heavy and textbook heavy and it would have given her more of the fun element um but instead I was you know pushing my uh worries and like pressure on her to make sure she learned how to read and all these other things um that was that was kind of a big mistake that I really do regret in the very beginning. Um, But you mentioned that your kids would say that from switching curriculum would have been your big mistake. But that 
So tie into that the importance of their opinion. Mm-hmm. I was not listening to their opinion to her opinion in the very beginning because I didn't think she knew what she truly wanted. So I knew I had to be like the decision maker Mm -hmm. and all of those things, even though I kind of wish I listened to her a little bit Mm -hmm. back then. And I think it would have shaped our homeschool a little bit differently now. But now I do listen to her opinion and what she likes and what she doesn't want to go back on, like "Hmm, math with confidence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, She's told me she really likes that and doesn't want to change. But I'm over here like, "Uh, okay. Um, But man, like just things that you wish you could go back and make different. Yeah. So what's nice is with the experience, with all what we've just talked about, I will be very different with Nico. I will be a Mm -hmm. lot more laid back. Again, not that I'm an unschooler. He still has a curriculum, but it will, I'm going to have fun with him. I know. I honestly, I think kids will just learn when they're ready to learn. Like, just like with talking or walking, like, it's just going to happen. And so yeah, I'd rather make all these fun, sweet memories with him. And rather than yeah, being super like into the books, like super rigorous or whatever. So I am glad I kind of get like that redo with him just to have like a kind of a different experience um, than with the girls. So yeah, it's hard. Like, you know, Molly, out of her first year of preschool, she was already knew how to write her name, knew how to write mm-hmm. like a small letter. Like she was very advanced in that sense. And so I took those opinions and not opinions. I I took what I saw and ran with it. Yeah. I'm like, she's she wanted to read. So I went full heart into the curriculum to teach her how to read. And like, we got the Bob books, we got the mini books, we did the good and the beautiful books and the good and the beautiful really shaped her reading um, journey. And I think it made her advance um, even more so but she loved all of those things in the beginning and was a very eager learner and wanted to learn all of the things. But instead of slowing it down, and like, letting her still enjoy and have some fun with it we went straight to the book yeah which i think it's too like i think she would have excelled in anything she's a strong reader you could have Mm -hmm. just read storybooks with her and she probably would have continued to be a strong reader so too yeah you don't want them getting bored either and so i think there's just that balance where i think you did great with teaching her how to read and like you said like i think you picked the most perfect things because she took off with it but yeah maybe mixing in some of those things but you could still do that you could still have a little fun why she still likes it. She took off with it, but now I'm like, hmm, now she's a hesitant reader. I, well, I'm telling you, you are like me It's with Emma. Emma was such – she could read before she went to kindergarten, like, because she just picked up Bob books and, like, just – I want to say she taught her herself how to read. I think I had something to do with it, but this girl was just sitting at our table one day reading Bob books, so <laughs> – she was like, she used to teach other kindergartners how to read. Her kindergarten yeah. teacher is like, what is this girl doing? And so once we got to third grade, right when we pulled her out to homeschool, she stopped reading. And that was a kind of one of the telltale signs that something was going on at public school. Right. Because I'm like, this girl loved to read. But again, I think it's that age. I think they're trying to find themselves. They're trying to figure out what they think is cool or not cool. Well, I'm here to tell you, Emma has came back right back around and most of her Christmas list with books. And this girl has been in her room reading books for the past two months, like no one's business. Ah, I love that. Yeah. So it's like, I think there's just seasons that they're going to go through. So 
Well, and she saw that we went to a really cool bookstore. Yeah. And, like, we got to, you know, nerd out on book things and book talk. And, like, Mm -hmm. she sees you reading all the time. And, like, that, I think, is a big part of your kid wanting to read as well as when they see you doing the activity as well on your own for your own enjoyment. Oh, my God. You're so right. Because this is another mistake. I used to be on my phone all the time. Especially when we started homeschooling because I was obsessed with watching videos or or whatever, finding curriculum. And so that's what they saw me doing. They saw me on my phone all the time. And that's when I – Did they used to make – their own YouTube videos because they saw you doing it yes. or watching them. They actually started a YouTube channel before I started mine. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So now they do not see me on my phone or it's very, it's like, you know, somebody's brief. calling me or texting me. It's brief. Yeah. They see me reading books. That's what they see yeah. me doing now. So. Right. Yep. Well, it's hard because I read mine on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little difficult, but she can at least see that I'm in the Kindle app majority of the yeah. time. Um, but she was making like YouTube videos um, <laughs> teaching others how to read in her YouTube oh, videos. Or, that's like, so cute. Or, uh, you know, I was before I got into like my rabbit hole of homeschool content on these platforms i was diving into beauty Mm -hmm. (laughs) so all the makeup tutorials and everything like that so she would be up there like putting on her pretend makeup and talking through it and what she was doing and stuff like that because that was all i did (laughs) that's so cute that's so cute but they do they watch us so lastly i'll add is that you kind of talked about like over socializing and being in like a million things and out of the house and stuff like that and kind of needing to like bring it back in mm-hmm. um we didn't like I had maybe one or two homeschool friends that I knew that were going to homeschool and started to homeschool along with us and we would like meet at the park and stuff like that but I didn't like actively search for homeschool groups or communities because I feel like those weren't as known when I first started so but I wish that I would have almost started my own mm-hmm. um, and had my own like big group because now they're like explosive and like things are amazing but I would have had a little bit <laughs> more control yeah <laughs> over some of the events and stuff like that yeah I wish that we would have gotten out just a little bit more too because of her young age when we first started homeschooling and stuff I feel like it's so much easier to mingle with other homeschoolers because they're almost always super young. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the older that she gets, it's going to get harder and harder and harder to find those groups of homeschoolers because they're not as willing to go out. They're not as willing to join or want to be a part of these groups. Um, or the activities in a lot of these homeschooling groups are still geared towards the little. Yeah. Oh, totally. I think most people homeschool little kids and they get into that mindset of I need to send them back for middle and high school. So even like the decline of homeschoolers happens as they get older too. So there's less kids. Right. Even though I feel like it's literally the worst time to send them back. (laughs) Right. I think it's interesting. We had a lot of like kind of opposite mistakes we made. Some similar, obviously. We're both crazy and totally went full teacher mode, which I think is hilarious. But we also had a lot of opposite mistakes we made. And I just think it's really important that we both even need to realize is like everything's fine. 
even with all those mistakes, <laughs> right. the opposite mistakes we made and feelings we had, our kids are all doing great. Like they really are. Like I'm so proud of my kids. I'm proud of Molly. Like, I don't know. I think that we did a good job. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, we have to make mistakes in order to learn from them. Mm-hmm. So even if we say we shouldn't have done that, whatever, but like we had to do it in order to learn from it. So it is what it is. You know, we're all in this community pool together of trying to figure it out. Like we're all doing great. We're all doing the right things. We're we're learning. We're educating ourselves. We're, you know, listening to our kids and picking things for their benefit, not just ours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, you know, it's it's a journey. And I think that's the most important part is calling it the journey because it's never going to be the same. Mm-hmm. It's going to always be flowing and different. And it's never just going to every year is going to look different every year. Yeah. And for us, it has. Yeah, us too. And we can only just take one day at a time. Honestly. So if you just stumbled upon this podcast and you want to homeschool, take our advice and just know that like it's always going to change. Like Mm -hmm. whatever you do this year could be completely different next year. Um, And that's okay. It's going to feel hard some days and it's going to feel awesome some days, but it's fine. It's going to feel hard a lot of days. (laughs) It's going to be okay. (laughs) Just make a friend, call your friend and have the hard day with them. Or come chat with us. Come listen to us and we'll, we'll make you laugh. Don't worry. Yeah. I will tell you all the things on what not to buy. (laughs) because <laughs> trust us they're probably in our library sitting right next to us yeah we have them so if you want them just leave a comment we probably have it all right see you guys in the next one bye bye we want to hear from you your feedback is invaluable to us so let us know your thoughts on today's episode share your topic suggestions or ask us any burning questions you may have your input shapes the direction of our podcast and we're here to create content that resonates with you if you enjoy listening to homeschool stories curriculum reviews advice struggles and overall mom life this podcast is for you but so is our YouTube channels. Don't forget to check out our individual channels. We share even more content, insights, and a behind the scenes look at our lives. Thanks for listening.